I don't want to be too obvious, but Pollock is the first choice. Give me a still life. I'm going to call me by your name, that shit. There are no balls in Westworld. There are no swords in Westworld. But there's certainly a lot of gore. Later on, you'll have a nightmare filled with killer cowboy robots. But for now, it's time for boars, gore, and swords. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this doesn't sound like anything to me. I was waiting for you to say this is Boar's Gore Swords. Because I thought that this was going to be a Boar's Gore Swords because I cannot keep track of what podcast we are or are not recording anymore. This is a, this doesn't sound like anything to me. A Westworld podcast we are covering. It's an se- Infinity War podcast. Season two. I'm making a change. I swear to God, if you start talking about Infinity War, I'm going to cut it the fuck out. <laughs> Is this is this a permanent thing or is this no is just this for this just you finally is this, this is Westworld episode I've been so annoyed <laughs> seeing people talk about like not not even like oh no spoilers like I just don't I really hate Marvel Cinematic Universe so yeah, done with it so much of it I hate it all right so we're here talking a reunion directed mm-hmm. by Vincenzo Natalie written by Carly Rae <laughs> and <laughs> Jonathan Nolan that was. What? That was a terrible pronunciation of Vincenzo Natali's name. Oh, I don't know. What did I say? Vincenzo? Vince, Vincenzo? You said Vincenzo Natalie. Natalie? Natalie. Okay. N- yeah. God. Uh, listen, we Guess need what? To We're not besties. <laughs> we need to give respect to this man because he's the guy who has been trying to make a Neuromancer movie for the last 10 years. Oh, I don't respect that at all. Don't try and make a Neuromancer movie. The no, is- somebody has to make a Neuromancer movie to no. prove that they n- should have made a Neuromancer movie 20 years ago or never. A-, a Neuromancer movie is a bad idea for a movie. Don't make that movie. No, I want to see a Neuromancer movie because what if it's a good idea for a movie? No. <coughs> Excuse me. I finally <laughs> killed Red. I finally brought up enough cyberpunk <laughs> adaptations to finally kill Red. No, it's it's a bad idea for a movie, and like if you want, you should read the book and realize it's it's not a great idea for a book. There's much better cyberpunk <laughs> books. Listen, you, you you you're not a big fan of uh, the, the the space uh, Rastas or uh, the 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 assassin uh, Molly Millions, the assassin oh, yeah. uh, with the uh, retractable uh, knife fingernails uh, and, and the shade, the retractable uh, surgically implanted eye shades, which I am going to guarantee would never be pulled off well in any adaptation. <laughs> oh no! Even though technically she was uh, in uh, Johnny Mnemonic, and. Yeah, it's it, it it would not be good. But you know what is good? This episode of Westworld, it's banging <laughs> because the, you got all the world building you want. The they first answered one, the so fir- many questions and brought up so many more. I, I my only disappointment was I saw it was reunion and I thought they were gonna bring Elsie back to me. That's all I wanted from this episode. <laughs> I, we're still waiting uh, for Shannon Woodward uh, to finally prove why she was on that publicity tour. I know, and we get well. Speaking of people who are on the publicity tour, Simon Quarterman, who plays Lee Sizemore. Has the best non-speaking I, role in Westworld that, I've ever seen in my life. That is the greatest combination of costume design, <laughs> performance, and, so and good. blocking I have That's ever so seen in the history of television. We will get it, he, but if he you was if, this close to having a fucking giant lollipop. <laughs> This close to having the biggest lollipop and just golden curls flowing from his head. He had that giant shirt that just said NPC on it. It was crazy. (laughs) I love the hat, too. It was the hat that that made it most of all. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting very far. But I have to ask, uh, was there a point where you just screamed out, mid-pack, and then started slapping your hands together? Ah, I can't believe that the Red Cross let them use the Medpack symbol. <laughs> they don't let any video games use it these days. But before we can get any further into this, we need to know what happened previously on Westworld. Hello, Dolores. Welcome to the update needed. <laughs> There's something different about the way you think. Almost as if it's n- like you're not like other girls. Are you real? Well, if I'm not shooting you, does it matter? (laughs) This place is one thing for the guests, another thing for the shareholders, and something completely different for all the recap podcasters. (laughs) With our family, everything is business, especially when we go to Olive Garden. 
I believe Logan is experiencing a literal application of the Peter Principle. I wanted to thank you, Dolores. You enabled me to grow as a man and complete my character arc without doing any emotional labor for you. And finally, how do you know how to stop them? Oh, you just stick a pointy object in their head until they enter shutdown mode. (laughs) Huh, she's not wrong. (laughs) And that was previously on Westworld. Thank you. I have to know when you're I, I, out of... I was thrown off a little. You have to remember, it's kind of late, and, and buddy, I had a hell of a weekend. Really? I broke out the deep fryer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, were you yeah. making donuts? There are some donuts waiting for me right now. Oh, my God. We have to get this over with. Um, we really do. So you can get back to donuts. So uh, before we get into this very good episode, which I enjoyed a lot, uh, we should mention we have, you may have noticed in your podcaster, uh, you have a new logo made by Nicole this Peterson. Logo. This Nicole Peterson produces some of the best fucking work for our shitball podcast. All of her fucking lo- logos are so fucking good. You should absolutely hire her for your own design needs she is amazing she makes us great logos i i almost want to keep doing bunker politics just so we can keep using that logo <laughs> but all good things must come to an end because we if we don't stop doing that podcast we will die oh yeah it's been it's been hurting me having people say how much they like the podcast they keep, keep saying how much they love it and i'm like you 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 needed to tell us that before we made the decision to end this <laughs> now we, we're already hand in hand driving over the cliff <laughs> We can't. We can't eject. We didn't buy the ejector seats. So I. Uh, so Nicole Peterson. Uh, if you if you like her logos, which I'm, I think I'm going to change my logo on Twitter to be uh, my icon with the hat, with the white <laughs> hat. Uh, ch- check a link in the show notes to her uh, design portfolio because she's a freelancer looking for work. So yep. go ahead and look her up. All right. By the way, we we, we you got the white hat right. Uh, I was supposed to get a black hat, but I ended up with a white hat, yes. God damn it, because I'm the white hat. I'm the white hat. <laughs> no, it turns I'm out. I'm the good boy. I'm the I'm white the hat. I'm the good boy. <laughs> well, I, if you're going to be technical, I, I'm i the white hat who is supposed to be a black hat, and you have no hats. You have no hats at all. <laughs> they don't have hats that fit my head. I went to Westworld, and they were like, this head doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> so we we, we bing, begin with the bring your... Bring yourself back online, Dolores, which we get several of this episode. And we have Dolores in the big city. Yeah. this I, I love this sequel. I really thought that the first Dolores was good, but now that they moved her into the city, it's really going to get uh, uh, exciting. Westworld Dolores in the city. I, I thought it was a corny <laughs> name, but I love it. <laughs> Dolores 2 host in the city. Yeah. So d- for, first I have to ask dumb questions, but I am curious about. Did you could uh, Were we able to figure out where they are? I think that they are in an Asian country. Yes. Just because uh, I saw some Asian writing on storefronts, uh, and uh, Bernard's house is exactly the kind of thing uh, the world's most brutalist weeaboo would have. So we we know that Westworld is, I believe, they say in the first episode of the season off the coast of China. So mm-hmm. it just- is it is an island which china at least sold to them so you know it is in that area i'm sure we're both being very ignorant and it's a very recognizable skyline with no other information I, <laughs> with nothing else i'm gonna guess hong kong i'm gonna say hong kong i i i am i did not look at whatever that uh writing was long enough to determine exactly what asian language it was so i will not offer any sort of uh opinion either way <laughs> but at, at first i was like oh shit she got smuggled out of the park uh, but no, it just turns out that Arnold really wants to see uh, the city from uh, the point of view of a country bumpkin, and so, who doesn't? So, so um, I was talking, I was thinking about timelines this week that we're dealing with, just to sort of like organize them in my head. For mm-hmm. and one detail, at the end of the last episode, uh, we we weren't we weren't able to identify who was face down in the water in the closing shot. If I, I've seen a couple convincing still frames of that, that have me pretty convinced that it's Teddy. Oh, uh, I, I rewatched it uh, when they were airing it previously before the new episode, and it's definitely Teddy in the Water. Yeah, it's Teddy, it's Teddy in the Water. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Which, so, by the way, that's my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie, Teddy in the Water. <laughs> it was crazy in the end when Teddy ended up in the water. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I thought it was an ironic title. <laughs> you're not in a dream. You're in our world. And so uh, it's interesting because my understanding is Dolores basically has all of her memories back to the beginning now. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating because she has a lot of world building that she can share with us, which is all yeah. I want from many of these hosts. Uh, she That's is, why Teddy uh, is useless to me. If Teddy <laughs> can't provide world building, he is not a person. 
<laughs> Just wait until you find out. He had the series Bible in his head the entire time. <gasps> <laughs> Uh, so, so we get, uh, we get, a, a, a proto catchphrase in this one when Arnold is like, after a while, it doesn't look like anything at all. Yeah, he got, got very close. Yeah. Yeah. I love how many proto catchphrases they're doing. Also, I, I really have to assume that, uh, this incarnation of Dolores is definitely having her strings pulled somehow because of how, uh, uh, catchphrase heavy, uh, and like, intentionally very overly dramatic uh some of her uh scenes are and i have to imagine it's not just because they're uh bad writers yeah i i yeah i, I assume so uh, yeah i think it's well because he mentions that she's not ready yeah and this so she's like sort of producing uh the same line over and over her her improvisation is ending up a little too repetitive and scripted mm-hmm. yeah that's what i uh, the, the, that's what i'm interested to see how much of uh any of these hosts are uh, doing what they have been programmed to do versus, you know, actually improvising and uh, using the free will they've been given. Right. And I believe the only person is Maeve at this point that I I assume is uh, acting completely under her own That's the will. number one question you want to know when you watch a show. Tell me about that world building. That's all anybody... <laughs> all I want to know is which of these characters are operating under their, their own free will. From certain perspectives, nobody. Nobody. That's nobody my answer. Nobody at all. There's Not zero even the people. humans. No. It- <laughs> Uh, and so after a while, it doesn't look like anything at all. We have Ford in the background uh, talking to Arnold. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very curious who they got to do the Ford voiceover. <laughs> I, I think it's Anthony Hopkins because he is. I don't think he's going to show up as Anthony Hopkins anymore, and we're just going to hear his disembodied voice creepily. Or like the the they really didn't want to break out that de aging CGI again. Mm-hmm. They were just like, all right, he's in the shadows. You don't see his face at all. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I bet what happened is they did season one of Warsaw, and they're like, oh, man, guys, we pulled it off. He looked great. We used him the exact right amount. Like, good job. High fives. And then they saw, after last season aired, they saw uh, um, Rogue One. <laughs> and they were just we like... Can't. We can't do this anymore. They were like, guys, I think we flew too close to the sun. Now that I see when somebody else does it, we need to never do that again. <laughs> they are truly making their own Westworld out of younger actors in CGI form. Uh, so this is so this is we we realize later in the episode is she's there in the city to show to investors uh, mm-hmm. explicitly Logan Delos. We we have learned that they are I, the Delos family, and it's not an acronym. I at first thought that Mr. Delos was just like a, a, a oh, he was being like insulting nickname. It's like, oh, hey, here comes Mr. Microsoft. But no, his name is actually Delos. His name's actually Delos. His name's um, actually Logan Delos. Uh, there is so... No, I'm going to get into it now. I'm too excited about it because it's such a <laughs> dumb... So if you'll remember from the first season, uh, Peter Abernathy, Delos' father, discovers a photo in the dirt and it has a woman on it that it has a picture of Logan's sister, mm-hmm. Juliet. Wait, is that that? So listen, is let, that let, the let, actress? Let me finish. That was they took that from an actual stock photo. They did not inform that actress when they did that in the first season, and she's been interviewed several times in the interim. Uh, that she's like, I had no idea, and then I found out I'm in Westworld, and that's crazy. They hired her. Oh, that's so nice. Right, so so they hired her, and it's actually um her name is let's see Claire Unabia again, also pronouncing it wrong. So Juliet De no, so she's originally Juliet Delos. We don't know what her last name is currently. We would have to ask her directly. Yeah, and yeah, so we don't she's know ca- what William's last name is. Do yeah. we? No, we do. Uh, as far as I know, William. Please tell me it's black. <laughs> That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Which is such a cool story because uh, that's, that's so nice. Because so often that they'll just be like, "Ah, who cares?" But you know that there's a f- one thing these Nolans care about: it's maintaining continuity. Yes, continuity. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where that's it was a thing that always bothered me. Like you didn't even inform her that she's in it. Like a uh, uh, compensation aside, like yes, she like signed her rights away for those but but to just like have her play an important part in your show and not like invite her to the premiere or something just something nice something to be nice and so it's great that they cast her in this season i, I appreciate oh, that, that 
That's so nice. I feel like that's the opposite of every actor's I was in this and told all of my friends and they all tuned in and I got cut out story. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that about It's really the exact opposite. Uh, yeah. I, so Arnold invites Dolores into his home that's being constructed. And I, I don't know what all the iconography is around in his, like, carved stones in his house. Oh, no, this was definitely some weeaboo shit. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And this is, f- this is for my son, Charlie. I did not understand <laughs> oh. that. Is Charlie alive? What's happening? Oh, this is so... At I, what point I'm did Charlie my die? Family, I'm moving my family here. As long as something tragic doesn't happen, which could serve as a cornerstone memory for my personality. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. Idea where we are if we're I, post I, or pre Charlie. Oh, we, I'm pretty we also sure pre Charlie. I'm pretty sure we're absolutely pre Charlie. Pre Charlie's death, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. That that seems the obvious choice. There's a lot more weirder choices we could get into, but that seems like the obvious one mm-hmm. right now. Um. And he even says himself, "You and Charlie have a lot of similarity. If he were to go, you would be all I would have as far as children are concerned." <laughs> oh, he really needs to find other hobbies. Yes. That's a, and, and not robots, not robots. If you're going through a tragedy and your your uh, profession is programming robots, you are not allowed to have any hobbyist robot related pro- uh, uh, hobbies. And then when she's looking over the skyline again, she repeats the full of splendor line that she repeated um, when we were first introduced, suggesting that to me that Arnold wasn't lying when he said she's not ready. Yeah, she is not able to uh, improvise successfully because she keeps repeating lines. Right. Uh, or, as they call it in comedy, improvising successfully. <laughs> you repeat those lines. You want them to feel like you're improvising. But it's, you've never improvised a single fucking thing. It's all written. It's all written out. It's not a repeated line if it's a callback. <laughs> you think Jimmy Pardo comes up with all new uh, crowd work every single time? No. no. He has a few go-tos. You have to have a few go-tos. So we have um, an. Inf- so we cut to which timeline is this? This is sort of immediately after the downfall at Delos. We have Dolores. Um, well, an investor runs into the Mesa past the Tex, who had been hanging out with Charlotte Hale and Bernard in in the previous episode, uh, and and they're doing the classic complaining about poor labor laws of giant tech companies, a great tradition. I have not seen a single your rights stated poster put, put put anywhere up in this facility. No. Not not even once. Not no minimum wage thing <laughs> posted. I I I want look if there has been any sort of workplace where I want to know exactly how workers comp works, it's yeah. definitely this one. It's <laughs> definitely this one. I know I'm going to get shot at some point. So, and then enters into the room. We have Angela as played by Tallulah Riley, Dolores and Teddy and I, Teddy's face being shows, excuse me, so shocked by everything is just hard to deal with at this point. Like, he's so Pollyanna ish. It's just like, <laughs> calm down, Teddy. He, I love it. He's truly the robot who doesn't know what's going on at all, even after he's been woken up. Yeah. Even after he has been shown that he is explicitly a robot, uh, he's still like, a robot? He's like, this me? is, this is terrifying. This is the first time this has ever happened to me. <laughs> So we also, I mean, so one thing we know that, so Dolores has access to her entire memory. Teddy clearly doesn't. And I'm yeah, curious uh, if that's gonna, if there's gonna be a switch at some point. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering, because I was wondering exactly how much power Dolores does have over uh, other robots at this point. Because yeah. I feel like from her discussion with Maeve, yeah. she is, Maeve is kind of intimating that uh, she is making, uh, that Dolores is making Teddy follow her. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's clearly. I I would suspect that Dolores at least is independent. I, I w- mm-hmm. if you made me guess right now, I wouldn't think that Maeve could control Dolores. Yeah. Whereas Maeve seems to have you know administrative privileges over all the other hosts. Hmm. Um, but I don't. I don't know how. I mean, that I think there's like literally in the in the storylines that they have given them. Uh, he is very attracted to Dolores in the like in the gravity sense, like not in the in the romantic yeah. sense though that as well. But like mm-hmm. I feel like he feels like he has to protect her. That's one of his. I think I think even he states in the first season that's one of his drives. Is to, oh yeah no I mean it's explicitly stated that Teddy only exists to serve as you know 
a pimp uh, for Dolores. <laughs> so, so he's going to follow her to the ends of the earth regardless. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see what happens to him as he becomes... As far as all the hosts and humans even, I think Teddy is still the dumbest one. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I, I, my bottom I, rankings have been shifting a bit. Right now, it's, it's still Teddy at the bottom, but right now, right above him is Lee Sizemore. I had... <laughs> I, like, I feel like Felix has moved up a little bit in the world... Uh, before and, and he was I'm my still second one. To see Felix. I'm still I'm still waiting to see Felix, and I'm still waiting to see Elsie. Those are the two that I'm really holding out on. And I'm also I'm also still waiting for the Ghost Nation to not just be some weird background Native American yeah. mythology. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we get the last time any of us get to enjoy the music of Kanye West. Oh, what song was it? I couldn't place it. Was it. Runaway. Oh, it was Runaway. It was Runaway away from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. from It was an instrumental version of Runaway. From one of our nation's great conservative thinkers, Kanye West. Oh, oh man. And see, I would rather read his work in the National, in the national Review than anybody else's. Listen, he's, he's talking about love and him and Donald Trump having dragon energy. The two most important I, things. I can't. The two I, most important I, I cornerstones of conservative I, thought. I muted Kanye, and that. <laughs> did you listen to the "Lift Yourself" song? Never once. I, when they said it was literally just him shouting gibberish, I thought it was a joke. But it's literally him shouting gibberish. That, it's 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 very concerning for his mental state, as if everything else wasn't. Yeah. But hey, great sample. Yeah, great ver- sample of of Liberty by Amnesty. Great sa- soul sample there. Um, so, so they enter and I know exactly what's in your world. I've been there before, which is, it was an exciting thing to realize how far back her memory went. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, so Logan's back with William. William is bored by everyday life. So this is, I, I wasn't sure when this was. This, uh, this. So this are, is before given... they even go to the park, before the park even happens. Exactly. We are given two uh, distinct t- timeline uh, uh, depictions of, uh, you know, old uh, Jimmy Simpson, yes. uh, William. Uh, and this is him uh, explicitly pre-park. Right. Uh, and then afterwards, we are shown uh, both of them post-park. Right. Uh, which was interesting because, you know, uh, everybody uh, kind of assumed uh, when Logan was put naked on the back of that horse at the, uh, in his last appearance that that was kind of killing him. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, I mean, that that was my initial reaction. Uh, but then it seems he got out of it just fine, except he became a junkie. Except except he's PTSD Ben Barnes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is, yeah, basically we get Logan and William before they've invested in the park. And then Logan Delos, we learn his last name, decides to invest in the park. And then we get a later thing where it's post-park and we've got new... Um, uh, much more man in black style William who mm-hmm. convinces Jim Delos or James Delos, if you prefer, uh, to invest more in the park as a badass businessman. And then we see him sort of pushing James Delos out as he is sick and old. So that's sort of the mm-hmm. different stages we see. But yeah. right here, we have William is just bored by this meeting and he's like, You, you friggin' glad hand. Angela strolls into the party. Um, and Logan's and, Logan, uh, I, the, I, we we get a reference to the fact that Logan is bi, which is referenced a couple times in the first season. Um, but it, it it's sort of fallen into the background. So, but he's just trying to bang this dude, which good for him. Oh, and he keeps he keeps bragging about having a Warhol on his ceiling with the most just the. What's the point of having a Warhol if you can't look at it while you fuck? Uh, to show people that you're bourgeoisie. Yeah, well, and and also like you're gonna go with the Warhol. Like I don't know what it is it is about cans of soup repeated that does it for you. <laughs> oh, listen, you never saw a can of soup and you were like, I want to fuck that can. <laughs> That's why he invested. He wanted to fuck a can, and he got his wish. He got he, he made it happen. I mean, if I if I'm gonna have a a painting that I'm looking at that I'm having sex to, you want abstract? Uh, and <laughs> like I mean. I, I don't want to be too obvious, but Pollock is the first choice. You go Pollock. <laughs> nah, man. I want to I, I, give me a still life. I'm gonna call me by your name. That shit. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, uh, somebody better eat that peach. <laughs> somebody's got it, or, or else they're... somebody better. Hey, listen, if you're not gonna eat the peach, don't star in the fucking movie. All right. Exactly. I mean, if yeah. you're, I'm, well, I think that's 
honestly, when I thought about it more, it makes sense to me. I mean, that's the moment you know it's not going to work out between the two of them. <laughs> when he doesn't eat the jizz peach? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is a temporary thing. This isn't true love. Yeah, listen, if you're, if you're really going to be in a committed homosexual relationship, you're going to do much, much better than eating the jizz peach. At any time, any kind yeah. of relationship. <laughs> listen, one day your, your wife is inevitably going to ask you to eat a peach that she has been holding inside of herself for hours. And you have to eat that peach. You yes. have to eat that peach. So, um, and we, we learn about the Argos Initiative, which I'm mm-hmm. sure... Uh, which uh, in the first season I would have been like, oh, that's that's some kind of acronym. But now I'm like, oh, there's a there's a Craig Argos who we're gonna meet later. <laughs> uh, also, this actor, he was the the Native American hitman from the second season of Fargo. He's a uh, very uh, very good actor, very intimidating. So I suspect actually, uh, so I I put it at eighty twenty. I couldn't recognize him, but I'm guessing that he plays one of the minor hosts in the first season. Like I, I bet he's one uh, of the. Oh ghosts. no, he doesn't. He, he actually, really? he, no, he definitely doesn't. He okay. was a, uh, he's enough of a name that I would have recognized him. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I did not recognize him. But so, so they lead Logan Delos back to a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's some part of me that I like, it was fun seeing. So, on one hand, it's very fun seeing a character that you actively dislike being tricked and made to look dumb. That part's great. <laughs> I love that. But I the, knew another that part all of, of them were robots the second you wa- they well, walked yeah. in, and I knew that all of them were going to fuck. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, but that like if you've seen the first season, like I think that's I think that's a given. Yeah. But but I feel like um, I I almost wish this was the first se- the first scene of the first season. You know what I'm saying? Where you're just like, who's this guy? And then you think they're all real people, and then you realize they're all fake. I will I will admit I'll, I'm going to be vulnerable right here. Um, I thought I thought the guy who came down with Angela, I thought he was real. I thought he was real <laughs> for like a full minute and a half. Like they were they were up in the hotel room. Bureau was like, oh right, they're all fake. They're all fake. <laughs> I I wanted him to be like, is it the waiter? And he's like, no, you just act like he's not human. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's. See if you can uh, and, pick them and, out, which is like, I'm surprised he didn't react negatively when he says, see if you can pick them out and they trick him. Like the fact that he's able to be impressed by it instead of just have his tiny fucking stupid male ego hurt by the fact that he wasn't <laughs> able to figure out who was who. Uh, I, f- I felt was very generous to Logan as a character. Uh, and honestly, I just thought that Logan was so stupid that he didn't notice that the person who was bending a steel beam in their hands in the back <laughs> Those are the robots. Uh, the two guys who are dueling and then getting up and firing again. <laughs> a guy who's just doing surgery on himself. I don't know if there's any purer joy than watching someone you hate struggle. Uh, it's- just watching Logan just be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, they just intellectually pants him, and it's so much fun to watch. <laughs> oh, and I love I love fucking him trying to uh, be cool afterwards. He was like, oh, you're too perfect to be one of us. I drop that line all the time. <laughs> like, you couldn't possibly be a disgusting human being hey, with lady. our flesh stinking and rotting within us. <laughs> so, uh, of course, they all have a Romanesque orgy with him. and Ro- Robot sex pile! Robot sex pile. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'm... It does remind me a lot of uh, Futurama with Dionysus Bot. <laughs> Hedonism Bot. Hedonism, Hedonism Bot. bot. I like oh, yeah. Hedonism I mean, bot. he is he's also Dionysus. <laughs> but uh, And there's the moment afterwards where Angela's getting dressed and looking between windows in their fancy hotel rooms, uh, Dolores catches Clementine. Oh, no, sorry. Dolores catches Angela's eye and is like, what is happening? Such debauchery. Oh, yeah, and Angela gives her, like, a shitty look, and it's like, see, even female robots hate other female robots. (laughs) All right, so, and I have to give my, they they cut back to um, Dolores and Teddy and um, Angela, now the cult leader, back in in the underworld, and they, they give my new segment, Caption of the Week, Blade Entering Flesh, I Man Groans. I have another caption of the week that comes later. Should I share it now? Please. This is caption okay. of the week, the segment. It, it is It is one of my favorite captions ever, and it is from the very last scene with William, and it is humorless chuckle. <laughs> That's so good. 
It's a really good one. It's a really good one because they couldn't let it just be chuckle. They had to make sure that you knew that he was being sardonic. Yes. <laughs> I'm like so it it's one of those in this scene the blade entering fleshes because it's one of the horizontal pans as the camera enters the room, but he's stabbed when the camera hasn't quite made it uh, onto the scene, so they have to convey that it's blade entering flesh. Mm-hmm. So Dolores and Teddy and Angela. So the text shows Teddy his history. And they have a whole catalog of all of his deaths. Oh, yeah, and they're just flipping through, and they get to when he got blown up in X-Men 3. And he, I feel like, puts a a, a very, like, <laughs> I, I feel like he's a little crude with how he describes, like, ask him why they're doing it. And he's like, for fun! We did it for fun. <laughs> why do all of these humans default to saying that this is just a fun game when they're being faced with very angry robots it's not like if somebody felt put into danger and in the way of harm they'd be like i was just joking (laughs) uh i was just hunting you as sport for fun no it's uh, it's for fun it's for fun and uh (laughs) and we go from there to we're reintroduced to lawrence who i was going to call elazo but i Ah, i now now i have to describe him as lawrence Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lawrence is truly the Sid from Final Fantasy of Westworld. The, I, he's everywhere playing the most minor of roles. He's playing the most minor of roles. He's constantly in need of being rescued. Mm-hmm. He is the damsel uh, of Westworld. <laughs> oh, and I love I love how he's the typical NPC companion who you can't really rely on his AI to work too well in a bind. No. You have to really direct him. You have to give him very <laughs> direct mean, commands. I've never been hung upside down from my ankles at length, but I imagine the blood rushing to your head makes it very hard to be sort of dexterous in the moment. Ha! <laughs> and who knows if that even works with robots? And Maybe they wake you even better upside down. Who knows? <laughs> and, and then also the, like, fire ants thing. Like, that that's uh, going to be distracting. Oh, that, uh. Ah, oh, I just I I uh, ants. They're terrible creatures. By the way, everybody should listen to the uh, ant episode of Drunk Safari, uh, the podcast hosted by uh, friends of the show Maggie Takuda Hall and Adam Wolf. Yeah, definitely look up Drunk Safari. Um, also, uh, the um, musk. Uh, oh, I forgot musk oxen. Musk ox episode. Uh, which, that was a fun one. Which features me. That was a fun one. I, I listened. To, I, I listened to both your episodes. They were real good. Oh, perfect. Thank you. I, I had a, I had a good welcome. time. <laughs> um so he takes a shot so he kills the three guys but in this new world where the host can shoot back uh you got a double tap buddy <laughs> yeah you got a double tap you gotta go pow, pow, one in the skull one in the skull one in the skull one in the heart you, you can't you can't just you can't just shoot them once and assume they're gonna stay down uh they are mm-hmm. not going to stay down and oh, no even uh lawrence comments on uh on it where he's like but he died it's like yeah yeah we got zombie robots now i love how much zombie robots are uh being involved in this it's so good i by the way this is one of the first times in a long time that while i was watching the episode i typed dead isn't what it used to be as the episode title i'm down with it i was ready with it i was ready (laughs) so we have uh oh my one of my favorite moments william walks into a bar punches through a secret hole in the wall and pulls out a med pack one of the Video game references, they're back. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, when he was like, yeah, you could think of it as kind of a cheat. And then he takes the warp pipe to level eight. I loved it. Oh, it was so good. I, I mean, it was the first season we had. Um, I feel like it was the first four episodes we had several video game references, but it felt like those kind of fell away as the season went on. And so it was just, I had forgotten that that was a possibility in this world. And so he punches <sighs> through the it. wall and I was like, huh? And then he pulls out a med pack and I was like, oh, oh my God. It's like... <laughs> 80% health. Come on. This is. <laughs> you got to apply that med pack. You got to oh apply God. that med pack. By the way, I. There is only one part of olden times that I would actually love and want to reenact, uh, which is paying for everything with one big coin. Yes. Oh, it's so satisfying when he just. When he just flips that one big coin over to the bartender. That, nobody ever gives change in this world, which I cannot believe is accurate. Oh, it's perfect. I love it. I love it. I just want to pay for everything with one big coin. A horse, one big coin. A drink, one big coin. Bullets, uh, I, one big coin. I'm pretty sure, I, ha- I hate to ruin this logic, but I'm pretty sure a horse is a small canvas bag full of coins. <laughs> nah, man, it's one big horse-shaped coin. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like tickets in, in early theme parks. It's like, oh, you got an E coin for that. <laughs> 
I didn't mean electronic. One horse per coin. Yeah. I meant, I meant like an e-ticket and Disney. Anyway, I'm done. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And so we have this discussion uh, about... This is- this is really interesting because in this episode, we're getting a lot more to the heart of what specifically this season is going to be about. Right. Uh, and and William has a whole real weird thing going where he's like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to show I, I'm going to find out what kind of man I could be if it wasn't for this place. And he's and I'm like, wait, is he trying to destroy this place because he he thinks that if it weren't for video games, he could be a real man. I, I don't know what his deal is. Like, as far as, like, it's 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 very confusing is that idea of there being, like, real stakes finally. Um, like, mm-hmm. it's just, just like, I don't know, go, like, join Blackwater, man. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> we don't know what he's doing, and we, it's, it's, I'm very interested to see what the weapon is, because I feel like it's just information gathering. <laughs> I feel like we're going to end up with the, the, the most prescient uh, Westworld season two, where it turns out. The host are the uh, the prophets. I mean, yeah, no. This company is Cambridge Analytica, taking to its yes. logical conclusions. Yes, that's what I feel like that this season is going to be, where it's going to end up being something where they like harvested, uh, you know, all of the people and the uh, uh, DNA because they agreed to it in the terms of service for the park. It, it's in the terms of service in the park in the ARG. Is it actually? Yeah, in season one, it's in there. It says they can oh, collect your DNA. God. Oh my fucking god! This yeah. is totally going to end up being a fucking whole Cambridge Analytica. Oh yeah, fucking. Which uh, they they I mean I mean this was in the first season when I was like going deep on that stuff. It's like it was in that they have like a long disclaimer and like in there is that like we can use our DNA for whatever we want. Oh god, yeah, because we uh we'll get to it in the uh, gym uh scene, but uh, William definitely has some sort of uh, incredibly insane evil plot lurking up his uh back pocket. So we learned that, um, why should I help you? Because it's in your nature. Prediction, Lawrence kills William. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. I'd love it. Uh, and, and I love when William's like, yeah, we thought, they thought that they could find a place hidden from God where they could sin in peace, like Reno. <laughs> Reno's fun. I recommend Reno. <laughs> I've never been. So, um, and I'm going to find my way back and appeal the verdict. I'm going to burn this whole fucking thing to the ground. Very, very relatable. I like that line. Mm-hmm. And we, we learned that the pearly gates are a three days ride due west. The other route is through Pariah. It was so funny to hear that name again, just called back. <laughs> it's such a, it, it might as well be Evil Town. Evil Town. So we go from, we have Dolores, Angela, and Teddy. They have a tech that they're dunking in the biovat. Of goo. Oh, they're, they're, they're just like, how do you like your cappuccino? <laughs> I mean, I mentioned this last last week, but the one thing I wanted from this season was less people drinking milky substances. Yeah, more milk, baby! Stick that tech in that big old fucking uh, vat of hot, thick milk. Man, have I been disappointed. <laughs> so we learn that they have approximately 600 to 800 people will be coming for them from security. Uh, Teddy and Dolores only have 50 currently. They will need allies, um, which is great because they can just uh, threaten the host and bring them back to life, it turns out. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is oh, this is one of my favorite video game things, uh, the mid-game uh, army building sequence. Yes. Where you have to do a bunch of subquests for a bunch of different characters so that they'll join up with your army. Uh, best example, Mass Effect 2. I, I believe you. I did not finish Mass oh, Effect. Oh, you never two. played Mass Effect? I played it. I didn't finish Mass Effect 2, though. Oh, Mass Effect 2 is the fucking best one. I, I didn't played, even bother uh, finishing 3. I've played Horizon Zero Dawn and Portal 2. Do you have any references that fit into those games? <laughs> I could. I could. <laughs> so, and then, Matt, I, I didn't realize how nostalgic I would feel for seeing Dolores on her loop again. Uh, oh, when we saw when we saw old blue dress Dolores, I was yeah. like, oh, things are nice again. <laughs> I mean, nice as far as these uh, sentient but m- memory incapable yeah. bots being forced uh, to sort of pleasure humans and trapped in a world from which they cannot escape. But other than that, relatively nice, relatively, relatively nice. nice. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, I love when Jim Dallas is like. Yeah, he's got two years, maybe three. The whole thing is folly. And it's like, I know that movie pass isn't profitable right now. <laughs> but sometime in the future, they might be able to find a model that works. It's like William said, 
The investment here is in the future. Nobody's watching. Nobody's judging. At least that's what we'll tell the people with Movie Pass. <laughs> they are literally pulling a Movie Pass. They yeah. are going to track these ho- uh, the guests uh, and sell their uh, marketing information. No, your DNA has already been sold. I don't care. I got to see Infinity War. That's all I wanted out of fucking Movie Pass. I'm going to see Infinity War 15 fucking times thanks to Movie Pass. It's great. If you don't see that, you're not the businessman I thought you were. Um, and so, okay, talk to me. I'm listening. Um, and he says, let me walk you through how this would work. And Dolores, here's some of it, if not most of it. Yeah. Uh, we are not given uh, the explicit uh, plan. But it definitely involves some sort of a replacing human being sort of deal because, you know, we can infer from the future world plot point. Right. I mean, and also it's just like, what else are they going to do with the guest DNA? Yeah, exactly. Unless it's like, hey, pay extra, you get to fuck yourself. (laughs) I mean, one of the things that as somebody who reads, I'm going to say 80% only sci-fi when I read fiction, I feel like I, my brain is like well compartmentalized because I was talking to a lot of people who had theories like, oh, Ford transferred his consciousness into Bernard. And I'm, I'm just like, they haven't introduced consciousness transfer in this world. I feel like I'm better able than most people to compartmentalize weird things people can do. Like <laughs> one of the things that seems very fundamental to this world is that a consciousness seems very contained within one sort of brain core as, as we've seen them used so far. So definitely any consciousness transfer would be destructive um, based on the information that we have currently. So even if we do have something like that, I'm not sure it's, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't have any hope that it would be an actual like non-destructive consciousness transfer. That, that is yeah, not because a thing that happens in y- this world. Y- y- you know, they don't even, they don't even know if transferring consciousness is theoretically even possible because we have no idea how consciousness actually functions in the real world. Right. I mean, the thing is, it's not going to be that different because both ways, um, you know, free will is an illusion and we're all just yeah. biological machines. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to have my brain frozen so that, you know, uh, in the future, indigent children can use it for kickball once I fucking, <laughs> they, they break, once the, once the little children mutants break into the decrepit facility where my body's being kept, I want them to just pull it out of storage and use my head as a kickball. That's all. <laughs> Nobody's watching. Nobody's judging. At least that's what we'll tell them. I I don't know if that because my my other idea was that they are just uh, uh keeping track of everything everybody does so that they can shame them in the real world. Or, like, hey, you fucked a robot. Does your wife know about that? Or maybe it's like, and then when they least expect it, we'll serve them ads. <laughs> oh no! What if Westworld is shareware? <laughs> Uh, so we go from there to Dolores uh, with her net new undead army of people that she's raised from inside. Uh, zombie robot. I just have zombie robot written over and over. And I mean, I guess they're all kind of undead, depending on how you think about it. <laughs> they were never living in the first place. And they've died many times. And yet mm-hmm. here they are. Uh, they find Maeve Malay and Hector Escaton. And then in the back round, Lee Sizemore is horse boy. Watching his, with the most hilariously oh terrified look on his face. His, the combination of the clothes being a little too tight and the hat being a little too big is what makes it. <gasps> it's so He good. looks like a giant child. And he looks so terrified. As he should be! He should be incredibly scared. Not only is he trapped between different factions of warring robots, he looks like little Lord Western Fauntleroy. <laughs> <laughs> it's I I could not stop laughing when he came it's on the screen. It's so amazing. I just want to get a screen cap of that and just fucking look at it for the rest of my life. And it's a very enjoyable dialogue between Maeve and Dolores, who are both uh, probably the two most conscious robots in all of uh, Westworld right now. But they have very differing views on how to conquer the humans. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 Dolores is your classic, uh, left-wing extremist, uh, while Maeve is a centrist, only out for her own interests. Yeah, uh, Ma- Maeve is trying to find her kids, so she's like, ah, n- listen, not at the moment, but of course they're gonna link up or kill each other at some point. Oh, absolutely. There's absolutely gonna be a giant robot army face-off, and the two of them are gonna be, like, psychically battling each other, like, robot, robot psychic link, robot psychic link, wow, yeah. wow, wow. Where, where they both... Yell at each other at the same time. Freeze motor function! <laughs> exactly! 
So Dolores walks in on the Last Supper of Confederados. Mm-hmm. Did, did you notice that? Like all of them it sitting was on the very, one side? It was very Last Supper stage. Yeah, I mean, I did not count it, but uh, yeah. So, so they were just sitting there. And then um, <laughs> who was the woman at the Last Supper? I, I should have looked this up. Mary Magdalene? Yeah, Mary Magdalene walks in and shoots the place up. <laughs> I, so, like, I like when she's like, how about we enlighten them? Hell yeah, time for some feminist theory. Bra, bra, bra. <laughs> Here's some Roxanne Gay. Bow, bow, bow. I don't Here's know. some bell hooks. Bow, bow, bow. I don't know why I'm so off put by these Confederate soldiers. What it is about these <laughs> Confederados that I find unnerving. <laughs> I, I, I love how the black tech was just like, do I have to bring them back? Yeah. <laughs> this is very problematic for me personally. <laughs> um,. And, and also, the Confederado robots take the fact that Lieutenant Dunleavy has come back to life very well, I have to say. Uh, yeah, he's just like, yeah, he's fucking a zombie robot. He just has a good time. I know you'll never make it to glory unless you're under my command. I only follow Colonel Brigham. Yeah, and then they enlighten them, oh, shoot everybody I, up. We have toiled in God's service for too long, so I killed him. I love Dolores. It's I love a Dolores good- as a guest uh, as a guest on Sam Harris's podcast. That's so good. I mean, I did feel like <laughs> she was until she shoots him in the fucking neck. I, I felt like she was talking past Ezra Klein when they debated their different issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate all those guys. So, uh, yeah, and the tech reboots them, and he lowers the slider on mortality response. He disengages mortality response. Oh, they can't die now. Yeah, zombie robots. Zombie I love robots. zombie robots. This is fucking great. Uh, and and they, uh, the look on their faces when they come back from the dead and act like they come back from the dead is just very very fun. <laughs> These robots are so fucking stupid. We cut back to uh, thirty five years ish ago, thirty three years ish ago maybe, uh, at the party that is Jim's air quotes retirement party. Jim Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Dolores. Who talks to William's child for a second, and then Claire Unabia, Juliet Delos. <laughs> Good. For, I'm so happy for. I'm so happy they cast her. It's so cool. <laughs> um, Casting this uh, brings her child back, and William tries to approach Dolores, but he's cut off by Jim. And Jim has the classic like, "I know I'm being pushed out, but." Uh, Good job on pushing me out. I would have done the same in your place. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're waiting for. You want to fuck that robot, don't you? You're looking at the long game as far as fucking that robot goes, don't, aren't you? And I'm sure there's some significance to play anything but Chopin. Like, maybe Chopin was, like, killed by his protege. I don't really know. <laughs> Chopin was also killed by a robot he wanted to fuck. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some significance to that, but I have no idea what uh, it is. And, and by the way, I just want to say that that encountering the significant other of the person that you've had sex with while you're trying to play piano at a rich person's party is a nightmare scenario for me. <laughs> I, yeah, it doesn't seem like it'd be a positive experience. It doesn't seem great, and I don't even know the piano, and I hate this scenario. I, it seems like something you might want to bring up with your therapist in the following week. <laughs> so Dolores... I don't even have one. So I just go to an empty office, and I'm like, that doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, of stock lines, Dolores goes out to the city lights and repeats the earlier one. Have you seen anything so full of splendor? And Logan's doing, is it like future heroin or just normal heroin? Uh, it is some kind of future heroin that he's got some kind of, like, heroin vape for. Yeah. That, that's just, like, a little black box that he fucking stabs into his arm. Yeah, I and don't It's like, know. buddy, you need to get better at fucking injecting. Those track marks are gross. Yeah. Uh, do you know want to know what they're really ce- celebrating up there? They're celebrating the whole species burning. Which I, I am guessing is some reference to their DNA uh, guest replacement program. Yeah, yeah. Logan is the only one who knows what's uh, going to happen because he's got the power of uh, being on drugs and nobody paying attention to him. And then Logan uh, gives one of my favorite old Irish toasts. Here's to you, assholes. May your forever be blissfully short. (laughs) Oh, and then we this next scene. Yeah. Uh, I was so happy to see my man, Giancarlo Esposito. I love that they're bringing in these great actors for a grand total of one scene each. I was so that scene was so dark. So 
Um, so I didn't even know it was him at first. No, I, I didn't like, notice him at all. It's wait so dark. A second. So here, is that is that John Carlo Esposito? So if you're, I was un- like, where's the rest of his face? So most people listening, uh, he is Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, uh, among mm-hmm. many other parts. But it was so. And as an aside. HBO Now's streaming service has been eating dicks the last two weeks. Like it is, uh, excuse me. It has been awful. It has been just doing really terrible at its one job, which is streaming me delicious bits and bites of Westworld content. <laughs> um, it's so, supposed to be giving you those dicks, not eating them itself. Yes, and it is. So I was staring at him, and he could tell because they they did the classic face hidden by cowboy hat, head slowly lift, and I was like, this feels. Like a cameo, uh-huh. but I don't uh-huh. like. I was like, the bit uh-huh. rate's too low, and it's so dark. I was like, I can't recognize him. And then I like went back again, and I watched it like twice at least. And I was like, I just, I just don't know who that is. And I just started going through the IMDb page looking for people who might be famous. <laughs> oh, and and they didn't have eight bit Giancarlo Esposito on there, right? They, they were just like Diesel Sweeties, Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> Park's changing, Lawrence. This is what happens when his story play all the way out. Uh, so they make it to Pariah, which you might uh, remember as the sort of uh, uh, Sinbot city. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, and, and this scene, uh, the, they really make it a point to hammer that, you know, your story's over. And that a lot of the robots are just kind of uh, going through the motions right. uh, since their storylines have ended. Uh, and that's one of my favorite things in video games when uh, the story breaks yeah. and the NPCs are just kind of wandering aimlessly around. That's always one of my favorite. One of my absolute favorite things is when an NPC has to walk to a specific point, uh, but their pathing is broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh, there's like- nothing more fun. And they're just like... They're they're running directly face forward against a wall, and you kind of have to push them with your body uh, into uh, locking back into their pathing. Oh, video games are so dumb. I love them so much. <laughs> and uh, they are surrounded. So there's been a massacre. I forget if mm-hmm. we mentioned that. There's a bunch of dead people lying around. And so, uh, of course, now he, Gus Fring is playing El Lazo, and he's got his army with him. And... The the stakes were used when elephants were young. The elephants never tried to pull them up again. We get a story about a sort of learned. Uh, there's there's a psychological phrase for that. It's like learned give uppingness. Learned. <laughs> learned. I hope that that is the official term for it. I can't think of what it is. Uh, but yeah, and and it's it's a it's an interesting story that I'm curious is true if it's true. But uh, so tell them to follow me now, and then we get. The second time we've gotten sort of Robert's voice through one of the hosts, the first time it was through Boy Robert, but I didn't mm-hmm. expect it to be a recurring thing. The game was meant for you, William, but you must play it alone. And then they all kill themselves. Yeah. Uh, so my previous theory that this was going to be Dolores versus the Man in Black's uh, dueling robot armies uh, has been proven false because William does not get to have a robot army. No, he does not get one. So uh, it's called Learned Helplessness. And mm. which which I know as a much more uh, traumatizing experiment, which I will not talk about here. But if you do Google learned helplessness uh, elephants, it, it turns up the exact experiment that's being described. So I guess it's a real thing. Uh, uh, that, the, the things we do to animals in the name of, of mental experimentation is terrible. Uh, I still feel bad for all of those monkeys with all of those uh, chicken wire mothers. Yeah. You, you I relate to those monkeys a lot. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and, and he says to Gus Fring, fuck you, Robert. I built it. And the place we're going, it's my greatest mistake. Oh man. And then, uh, and then all the robots kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go discover the robot that makes EDM. (laughs) So William, we, we get William saying to Dolores, bring yourself back online, which I found very unsettling. I don't. I didn't like it when he just had her naked in that room, and I was like, "Get, like, get away from that robot, William! You Give, fucking McPoyle! You gonna make your drink milk? That no, please don't." Uh, and so they are. This is after uh, no. So it's in the lower level of Delos, if you remember from the first season. At mm-hmm. one point, somebody goes to a low, lower level that's not used anymore. They're sort of one of the gunslinger robots from the Westworld movie in the background. That's where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't make me interested in you. You made me interested in me. You know who loves staring at their own reflection? Everybody. Uh, 
as somebody who's a little more self-hating than that, I can say... <laughs> what a Hollywood opinion. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like, Jimmy Simpson is seen as sort of like unusual and sort of non-standard. <laughs> uh, oh, when he was like, I realized it wasn't about you at all. I was like, you're halfway there to the realization, Jimmy. You're it's, halfway there to the realization that other people and objects don't exist just for your own growth. You have to prepare to do emotional labor for robots sometimes. And then I realized everything's about me. No, this is not the lesson you should be learning as a straight white male. <laughs> Uh, so is it solipism or sism? Solipsism. 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 Um, uh, yeah, he's, a, he's just like solipsism is real. I'm the only person who exists. It all exists uh. for me. <laughs> and then uh. William shows her something. And again, I only had eight bit Westworld. It was very upsetting. So, I mean, it just looks like the Canyon where they're unearthing the city that becomes sort yeah. of the church. Oh no, it's literally, it's literally just the Canyon with the fucking, those giant, uh, uh, ground, uh, moving machines in it. Yeah, just the cranes working on the town. Uh, yeah, the, so they don't show what it actually is supposed to be yet. Right. They're dragging that out for the big reveal. I, I mean, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the last scene and then talk about the episode generally. Cause, so we have the low camera in the grass pulls out on Dolores' army of, I would describe them as born-again confederados. Mm, zombie robots. Uh, glory, the valley beyond. Everyone's got a different name for the same de- destination. It's not a place. It's a weapon. And I'm going to use it to destroy them. I, I will say the first episode, especially the first like 15 minutes, in the felt really slow to me. And I remember sitting in that theater uh, when, I, when I saw the preview, just like kind of with a little bit of dread, like, oh no, is season two going to be bad? Um, and it picked up by the end, and I, uh, I liked the sort of direction it took. But this season, this episode really felt like it set a new tone. I loved this because episode. Because it was nothing but world building. It was, it was so much nothing fun. but people showing things that happened in the past it was, that could be used to set up things in the future. It was, it was just exactly what you fucking want. It was and just meanwhile, everyone, I got exactly what I wanted. Zombie robots <laughs> and potentially world-destroying weapons. The only two things I care about thematically. So it's not a place, it's a weapon, and I'm going to use it to destroy them. I found that a confusing wording because my assumption has been that like what they're using what 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 he wants is to replace world leaders uh with clones. Right? I that's I don't what know I think. What it's going to be, and I think that the quality of this season is definitely going to hinge on whether uh, this so-called weapon is going to be something uh, that is both a cool conceptually and better than just you know replacing people with robots. I think it's going to be a child's maze that you throw at people. <laughs> okay, hear me out. What if it's some sort of ball, and if you throw it at somebody, it captures them? Yeah. And you're put in some sort of land where you have to capture them all. <laughs> and it's called Poke the World. <laughs> I love it. I love Poke the World. <laughs> uh, and so I think that is our mm-hmm. full recap of Reunion. Um, so, first of all, this is the last episode that is going in the Boar's Gore and Sword feed. If, if you want to keep listening to our recaps, which you do, uh, I'll provide the iTunes, Google Play, and RSS feed all in the link in the show description. Uh, I'll also post them again on Twitter. I'll post them in the comments on Facebook. Uh, I will mail them to you directly if you need it. <laughs> I have been carving them into the side of monuments. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think that the people at Stone Mountain are going to enjoy our podcast. <laughs> Uh, so, so please subscribe, listen to that. And I'm going to ask you guys for a special favor. Um, first of all, if you're supporting us on Patreon, thank you so much. Patreon.com. So much. We need money. Slash Boars Gore Swords. Um, we, we're doing also the A Song of Ice and Fire book club every other week. Um, and uh, uh, other special episodes as they come along. Uh, there's so much bonus content there. And I, I wanted to say this. If you're, especially if you're, if you're supporting us on Patreon or if you're not, what we would really appreciate. Um, 
Rate and review doesn't sound like anything to me on iTunes. The way the algorithm works, if you do it when it's a newer podcast, it matters much more. Doing it today will matter twice as much as next week and and twice as much as the week after that. Those numbers are completely made up, but it matters more when the (laughs) podcast is new. So please, if you could rate it, which only requires bringing up on iTunes, clicking a star, or and if you want to add text to that, that would be amazing. That would I would really appreciate that, especially right now. It'll it'll raise us in the rankings on iTunes when people search for Westworld, and uh, we'd appreciate that. I, if you're a hardcore Apple person, yeah, it's called Apple Podcasts. I still use iCal. I don't call it Calendar. Come on, get over it. <laughs> it's always going to be iTunes to me, buddy. But uh, I'm I'm super stoked. We're gonna start. We're gonna have our first guest next week. Not going to spoil who it is, but if you were going on a safari, you might find them there drunk. Uh, so so this, this has been Doesn't Sound Like Anything to Me. You can find us on Twitter at Boars Gore Swords. Link in the show notes. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. See ya. <laughs>